The Scroll, Chapter 11, Esther. The sparrows were back fighting over the crust of bread, and that meant Benjamin must have returned at some point in the middle of the night. Kohelet had not seen him come and go, despite a restless night filled with dreams of Caleb chasing him through the alleys of the market. Each time he turned a corner, a large cage was waiting to trap him. Kohelet sat up, wiped his eyes, and looked for Simca on the ledge. Throwing back the covers, he approached his desk, and the sparrows swept off the ledge. Simca was not waiting to sing for him. Kohelet moved to the window and looked over at Caleb's apartment. The windows were covered, and the cage was gone. He could only hope that Simca was out in the orchards, enjoying some of the last figs. Esther came out her door and gave him a cheerful wave. He smiled and waved back as she turned into Eli's shop. He should be down there with his friends, but Benjamin wanted him to stay out of sight. He didn't feel like writing. He was too tired from his restless night. The bucket with his scroll swayed gently in the morning breeze. Reading would help pass the time. Sitting inside the bucket, next to the ruined Genesis scroll, was the remainder of Eli's food, wrapped up in a cloth. Sitting at his desk, he munched on an apple as he unrolled the first section of the text. The story told how God had not only created the world, but also the thorns and thistles that now infested the ground and negatively impacted all human endeavors. The trials and unexpected calamities of a random, broken world would cause man to look for security in someone greater than themselves. People were designed to live in a pure relationship, but in a world dominated by the knowledge of both good and evil, all relationships now were continually subjected to the random effects of the thorns and thistles. Some spoke of this as punishment, but the curse was against the ground, not people. God had placed death, thorns, and thistles into creation. People either had to make peace with that futility or waste their lives struggling against it. This was a key theme in his teachings, and as the thoughts began to flow, he unrolled his own scroll on top of the Genesis scroll and began to write. The morning passed by quickly, and he wrote two full columns before a cheerful greeting outside his door pulled him from his thoughts. Esther did not wait for an invitation, but swept into the room and over to his desk. Eli and I were catching up on things over our lunch, and he told me you were not feeling well. I brought you some fresh bread and also some of the medicine I use when I feel poorly. He held out a small clay bottle that smelled of bitter herbs. I take it with hot water and honey. It's good for whatever ails you. Kohelet accepted the bottle and put it on his desk. Esther leaned over his shoulder. So this is the scroll Eli has been telling me about. He says you're going to put all your teaching together so others can read it. I think that's a wonderful plan. Everyone needs to know how to make a good life. The things that come our way are not always easy, but life can still be good. Kohelet looked up at her beaming face and smiled in return. I wrote that this very morning. Esther plunked herself down on the corner of the bed, and the wooden frame groaned in response. Will you read it to me? Kohelet turned back to the desk, and his voice filled the room. Consider what God has done. No one can straighten what he has twisted. So when good times come, enjoy them. And when bad times arrive, remember that God created both to ensure that people will never know what their future holds. Esther gave a hearty laugh. You need to read that to the fortune tellers who come to the market. The last time one was here, she asked me to watch her booth a minute while she ran to the well. She was in such a hurry to get a quick drink that she was hit by a passing cart and broke her foot. I felt bad for her, but it certainly showed me how much of the future she can actually see. Kohelet nodded. Yes, 
In a random world, a fortune teller just needs to make a good guess about something general that might happen. She always has a chance of being right, and if the person she is advising makes a choice that turns out good for them, they'll come back and pay for more advice. Everyone fears the future and wants reassurance that everything will go in their favor. Given a good ratio of success, a fortune teller gains a reputation that can even survive getting run over by a cart. Esther laughed, but then her face grew somber. I guess that applies even for those who seek to do right. I could get hit by that cart on the way back to my shop. Kohelet pointed to the next section on the scroll and read aloud. I have seen both a righteous person who died young and a wicked person who prolonged his life by doing evil. Do not be self-righteous and think yourself wise. It will ruin your life. Do not practice evil and act like a fool. You may die before your time. It is good to heed both warnings, for the person who honors God avoids all extremes. Esther grimaced. I have a hard time when the wicked get away with their crimes. It shouldn't be that way. Kohelet turned to her. Yet there is no other way it can be. Our world is full of problems and death puts everyone under great pressure. It doesn't take long for selfish people to realize that with the odds stacked against them, it's far more advantageous to use the efforts of others for their own gain. If you want to get ahead quickly, just steal and reap the rewards of other people's hard work. Then when you add in a government that is unable to stop the criminals, wicked people often do win over the righteous ones. But as you said, being overly righteous is not good either, she said. The priests come to the market and make a great show of being untouched by evil. They pretend to live in a special world of the holy and blameless, yet they are so picky and treat others with contempt. You can feel it when they look at you, she gestured to the window. When they are around, even a bright summer sky looks gray and soiled. <laughs> well put, Esther. Self-righteous people create a world where the knowledge of good and evil is carefully controlled. They believe that they walk with God in such a special relationship that they can remain disconnected from anything and anyone who might corrupt them. I think it's their way of hiding the evil within. Esther snorted. It doesn't work. But they not only ruin their own relationships with their holy image, they also encourage younger ones to be like them. Their false world feeds on itself and gets bigger and bigger all the time. They love those extremes that you warned about because they love the attention it brings them. Kohelet smiled at her. That is a wise observation. We have excelled at creating religious systems that give the appearance of a life that lifts us above the realities of a twisted and broken world. Yet they still live in constant fear of being wrong and losing their status with others. They can't let themselves fall short or their whole world may collapse. Esther chuckled as she pushed her feet. And I better get back to my shop or my whole business may collapse. She headed toward the door and then turned back. And don't you forget to take your medicine. You may be a wise man, but that doesn't mean you know everything. Kohelet laughed and picked up the bottle. I don't have any honey to go with it right now. Then I will send some back with Eli as soon as he has a chance. He has been talking on and off with Caleb all morning. Caleb? What's he up to now? He managed to trap that beautiful little songbird that has been visiting the market. He is going to blind her so he can sell her for her song. Eli is trying to talk them out of it and has even offered to buy her from Caleb for two silver coins. But that only got Caleb's greed going, and now he is seeing who else will bid on her. It's like you said, in a greedy world, the innocent always suffer, 
She shook her head as she closed the door behind her. Kohelet moved quickly to the window. That was why Simka had not come back. Caleb's trap had finally worked. 